What's going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. What is going on, guys? Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, No Better Way. Tonight, we're going to skip the Knicks. Um, You know, I was supposed to do an episode, you know, I told you guys I do Knicks episodes every two games, but we're going to take a break tonight, man, because I, that team has just drained me. They're so pathetic. They're miserable, and they just bore the shit out of me. So I need a break. I need a mental break from the from the Knicks podcast tonight. We're going to take a break from them. And we're going to talk about something exciting for once. Um, this upcoming 2020 New York Yankees team. I am... Every year I get more and more excited. You know, I had a little bit of a, of a Yankees depression where I wouldn't talk... I couldn't write about them. Couldn't talk about them for months after their playoff failure. But listen, we're back and we're excited for this team. You know, that, that Garrett Cole sounding revamped my energy. And I'm ready for it, man. I'm just ready for everybody, man. It's not even just that. It's just everybody on this team. You know, if they can finally get it together and stay healthy, this is a dangerous threat. And I hope, I just pray and hope, this is the year where they finally stay healthy, first and foremost. But also just put everything together and start doing what the New York Yankees, what the New York Yankees should do. And that's win World Series. So, Hopefully this is the season, but tonight we're going to dive into a few things and we're going to talk about the projections I, I made for this team. So I, I, I picked apart the roster, I went um, player by player, and I, I projected each individual statistics for the year. You know, I talked about what I think um, their average is going to be, their slash line, their their ERA, win-loss record, things like that, and I predicted the Yankees um, as a team too, so... Let's dive into that and let's talk about it for about 15 minutes or so and we'll see uh, we'll see how long this thing goes. So let's let's dive in and start. So here I have 103 wins, 59 losses for the Yankees this season. That makes them in first place. Um, I think they're going to hit around 260. Have an 810 OPS, 300 home runs, 23% strikeout rate. On the other end, their starting pitching is going to pitch to a 345 ERA while their relief pitching is going to pitch to a 346. So, my issue here with this team, well, first, it's it's let's talk about their strengths real quick. Obviously, power hitting, you know, slugging, getting on base, putting together excellent at bats, and um, on the other end, I guess it, it was it's obviously Garrett Cole, it's the upside of Luis Severino. And it's the relief pitching, or you have a very good bullpen too. The downsides is offensively, I'm not sure they have enough contact. You know, year after year, we see them go home in October because of contact, because of their inability to make contact consistently, their inability to hit the ball at a high clip, you know, settle for the single the other way. Now, last regular season, the Yankees did a much better job of doing those things, right? Of making contact, of putting the ball in play, and, and, um, 
not just relying on the home run, right? They hit the ball at a high clip last year in the regular season, but come the postseason, they, you know, their same old issues reared his ugly head, where they went home swinging, they went down swinging, and that's how they, that's how they lost once again. The big trio of, I don't know, Gary Sanchez, Encarnacion, and Aaron Judge, didn't work, right? Those are three guys who rely on power, right? That's their big thing. When you think of those three, you think of home runs. But those types of hitters who strike out, hit home runs, and do that kind of those kinds of things, they never really succeed um, in the playoffs. Aaron Judge is, is more of a hitter than he is anything, but he does strike out a whole lot. And those big strikeout power home run guys, they they do have their issues in the postseason. We saw that in Houston in the. Uh, we saw that in the second round, man. Every year, it's the same exact thing. So that's my issue. Do the Yankees have enough contact? Love what you're getting from LeMayhew, from Torres, from other contact guys like Gio Urshela. But it's three or four guys who make contact enough when you have a big, you know, you have a lot of guys, other guys, striking out at a 30% rate. So it's kind of one of those things where you're going to have to rely on a lot of other guys chipping in. And But now with the better rotation, you're hoping that they can also carry the workload here and they can lead the way with with Garrett Cole and Luis Severino as the top at the uh, as the one-two punch so you're hoping those two guys can can provide more of a role this year for this team and the Yankees can rely on the rotation more than they have in recent years so that's going to be interesting I'm excited for that rotation for sure but yeah I'm excited for this lineup so let's dive into it let's talk about the projections here of each Yankee on this team so it's the 26-man roster that I kind of created it's who I think should make it, but I also kind of made a balance where who I think will make it. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. Let's go to Gary Sanchez. He's definitely going to be the starting catcher for this team. I think that's no question. As for what I expect, it's kind of, listen, I kind of gave up on him being this complete all-around hitter. Right in his rookie season, he hit just under 300. The on-base percentage wasn't too far below 350. And he was the guy who wouldn't just hit home runs. He would double. He would single. He would do everything and hit at a high clip. And he did the same thing his following year when he hit under 280 and did the same types of things. Doubles, singles, home runs, all that, getting on base, walking. But the last couple of years, he's become more of a one-dimensional slugger. He's become pull-happy, power-happy, chasing out of the zone too much, lost that plate discipline. And now he's more just a, a 233. I have him hitting 233 again. 828 OPS, so he's just going to give you home runs more than anything else now. And whatever, it is what it is, right? In the regular season, you will take that. It's fine, whatever. You're a catcher. Provide some power, but it's it's going to be an issue, like I said, down the stretch in the postseason. I'm not sure Gary Sanchez is, is going to be successful if he keeps being this kind of hitter. But as for the regular season, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. He's going to be fine. Whatever. It is what it is. 233, 31 bombs, 82 ribbies, and, you know, He's a guy who can probably hit you 40 home runs, 100 RBIs, but he's never healthy, man. This is a guy who's constantly on the DL, out of shape, pulling a hamstring, running, jogging the first base. So I also can't rely on him being consistently healthy. But again, whatever. It is what it is at this point. Luke Voigt, first baseman. I think the Yankees are going to have him play first base for the majority of the season with an occasional DH here and there as well. If he's healthy, I think he could be very productive. 269, 852 OPS, 28 home runs, 85 RBIs, um, 27% K rate. DJ LeMahieu playing second base full-time this season, right? With uh, Torres now manning the shortstop position. Gregorius gone. I think LeMahieu does a nice job at second base, uh, second base defensively. 
So I have him. Obviously, listen, I'm not... This may seem like a down projection, but um, he had a hell of a season last year. And it is really difficult to, to repeat what he did for that Yankee team last season. It's going to be difficult, man. So anybody, even you know the best of the best, will have a hard time um, producing... A year like that two two times in a row. So I have him hitting 301 with an 844 OPS. Yes, somewhat of a drop off, but it's still very productive. 21 more home runs, um, 89 RBIs out of the leadoff spot. And again, another productive K percentage, striking out just 15% of the time. So still, you know, a drop off, I guess, but a very productive season from the most important bat in this lineup, DJ LeMayhew. Glaber Torres. Past two years, he's been on the rise to stardom. This is the season where I take, where I think he takes that major jump and enters superstardom for sure. He's going to be in the MVP discussion, um, hitting 287 with an 889 OPS, 36 home runs, 101 RBIs. Definitely think that's possible in this lineup, and he's going to continue to to do a better job of cutting down on the strikeouts. 20% this season, 20.5. So I think Torres is going to, to he's going to take that next step and be the true face of this Yankees team. And yes, I said it. Um, so that's that's what I got for Glaber. Gio Urshela. I think the Yankees go with him at third base this season. And I this is probably the biggest drop-off I have on this list. But it's still productive, man. You know, it, it's this is a guy who I still think can provide you with above average offense 272 785 17 homers 69 rbis and 20 percent strikeout rate i think geo can at least do that and honestly if he gives you that you will take it in a heartbeat with that sparkling defense he plays at third base you know he has an above average bat and he plays you well above average defense you will take that but yeah i don't expect him to hit 330 again whatever it was and and, and go for you know 20-something bombs, that's going to be difficult. But I still think there's something there where he he provides an an, an above-average presence offensively for this team. So I'm going to hope he continues to at least stay relevant for this team. Um, Aaron Judge in right field, obviously. I've got Aaron Judge hitting 270 um, with his usual high on-base percentage and giving you an OPS of 921. 39 homers, 102 RBIs, 31.3% strikeout rate. I don't think any of those are, are out of the norm. You know, I think Garrett, uh, Gary, Aaron Judge is somebody who's going to provide you power, get on base, and hit the ball at a fairly high clip. And also strike out a lot. But, you know, injuries probably will hold him back a little bit. You know, he's a big guy, big frame. He's got, he is a, he's starting to develop a little bit of an injury history. Aside from that one year when he had the freak accident, but... I do think he, he's going to be a guy who, who's not always healthy. That might hold him back a little bit, which is why the 39 homers might see like a down. I don't know if he's ever going to be a 50-plus homer guy again because it's kind of hard to play 150 games so consistently when you're that big and you have a frame like that. It's kind of hard. I just feel like he's going to struggle with injury a little more than, than people think. But you can't really predict that kind of thing. It's more just... From what, has, from what has happened in the past. Mike Talkman. I think Talkman's going to be good this year. I think he's somewhat of the real deal. 250, 759, 21 home runs, 70 RBIs, and 23.7% strikeout rate. I think he'll be good, and I have him starting in center field. Now, I don't expect the Yankees to do that, but 
Personally, I would love for him to start in center field. And eventually, if they do have Brett Gardner start in center field, eventually I think Mike Talkman will take that role and give them a higher ceiling and more productive numbers. Giancarlo Stanton, probably going to be the left fielder every day. Can he do that? Can he stay healthy as the guy who's going to be out in the field every single day? I don't know. He couldn't really do that consistently in Miami, so I'm not sure he can do that here in New York, which is, again, why the 35 homers and just 93 RBIs seem like a down um, year when you're talking about counting statistics. So I'm not sure that's going to happen, but he'll hit 258, give you an 856 OPS as well. So a good solid, you know, at least number line here for Giancarlo because, you know, numbers don't always tell the story. Um, Miguel Andujar, if the Yankees don't trade him, um, I expect him to DH, maybe play a little bit of third base a couple times a week at most, and they're talking about switching his position, so we'll see how that goes. But as for now, I just put him at DH, um, and I think he'll be a very productive bat for this team. Remember, he's an aggressive hitter who makes contact, hits the ball hard, gap hitter, doubles hitter. So he's not really the most patient hitter. That's why the on-base is low. But 281, 817, 23 bombs, 90 ribbies, and continuing to make contact, 70% strikeout rate. Hold on. Alright, um, and that's that as far as the starting lineup goes. Bench, Kyle Higashioka, whatever. I really wish they kept Roman, but... <laughs> Mike Ford, I think Mike Ford is going to have a good season. Um, as you see, the 815 OPS, 15 home runs. He's got a very good eye, too, which is why I have the on-base at 343. But yeah, the lefty pop he provides as well with that short porch... With, with his thick frame, I think this is the guy who can give you 15 homers off the bench. And he'll maybe occasionally play first base if Luke Voigt ever goes down with injury. Or maybe he'll DH here and there. I think he's a guy who's going to get consistent, regular playing time with this club. And I, I'm excited for that. A guy I would also love to see get more time with a big league club is Tyro Estrada. This is a kid who I really think is a legit utility player. And some may even say he could start on some teams. Um, but I have him coming off the bench as a utility man, infield, outfield, and providing them with good defense, but also some good offense. 261, 749, 11 bombs, 42 ribbies, and a 20.7% K percentage. I think Tyrell's going to be a very good major league player. Um, so I, I hope the Yankees continue him and, and include him onto their roster here, at least to start the season and see where it goes. But we'll see. Um, another one... Brett Gardner coming off the bench. As I said, I, I I really hope he eventually just doesn't start because I don't expect him to continue um, having career seasons like he did last year with the juice ball. But it is what it is. I, I really hope they just go with Talkman, though, and have Gardner off the bench. I have him 235, 720, 14.52. And as far as the rotation goes, Garrett Cole, I don't know if he's going to... Do, do what he did last season, which was a ridiculous, absurd season he had. But 19-8, 287, 218 in the third innings with 301 strikeouts seems plenty fine to me. Luis Severino, I have him pitching like a number two. I think he's a number two. I don't actually, I don't really think he's much of an ace. But with less pressure on him, I still think he'll be a very good number two. 16-7, 3-16 ERA, 198 innings, 230 strikeouts. James Paxton, 
Another guy some Yankees fans also may see as an ace. I see him more as a middleman. Now, he can pitch like an ace for long stretches, and we saw that towards the end of 2019. So I have him 15-8, though, overall, 349 ERA, and 205 Ks and 170 in a third innings. So that's good. That's a good, solid number three for sure. And then you have Tanaka, his usual in the regular season, whatever, as long as he keeps performing in October, I'll take that. And Montgomery. Now, when I wrote this a couple days ago, this was before the announcement from Brian Cashman that Jay Happ will take the fifth spot. So I had Montgomery there before I heard about that announcement. But um, that's that. 12-9, 351 ERA. And now we'll get to the uh, bullpen. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Zach Britton. Have him pitching 4-2, 235 ERA, whatever. Expect another good season from him. Not as good as he did this year, but I still think he'll be very good. Same with Adovino. Just, dude, show up in the damn playoffs, please. Ugh. Tommy Canely, 305 ERA. Chad Green, 3676. He is what he is. I don't think he's that good. J-Hap, again, I didn't know he was going to be a starter. I made this before the announcement was made, unfortunately. Um, lasagna, I kind of just threw these couple of guys in here, Lasagna and Sessa. I don't really know who's going to fill in that spot. Maybe it's Jonathan Holder. Maybe it's eventually Davey Garcia or Mike King, somebody like Clark Schmidt. Who knows? Maybe it's one of their prospects. But as for now, I have Lasagna and Sessa. Uh, Lasagna, I would be more than happy with these numbers. 339 ERA, 3-1. And, and Sessa, a 456 ERA, I will take that. I mean, no, I won't really take that because he sucks, but... It is what it is. I really think they're, for some reason, the Yankees love Sessa. <laughs> but, and last but not least, Araldis Chapman, um, closing for this team, giving them 35 more saves, 6 and 2 with a 290 ERA, 55 and 2 thirds innings pitched, 88 strikeouts. So, that's, you know, a, another good season for Chapman. Not as good as he's been, but. Again, these all these relievers on this Yankees team are getting a little bit older, so that's why these projections, at least for the bullpen, are more conservative than they are anything else. But, yeah, that's that, man. I, I, that's every single 26. It's all 26. So, like I said, man, I think it's going to be a good, fun, regular season. I think these Yankees are definitely going to be a great team in the regular season. You know, I, I don't want to talk about playoffs until that actually you know, happens, but yeah, man, I'm excited for all this to begin. It's just going to be some fun, uh, fun games ahead, just like it was last year. It was fun for a while, man. You know, just, you just hope that this team can continue that and not just be an April through September team, but an April through October team. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I expect some big things from this team, but Glaber Torres in particular, 287, 889, 36, 101, and a 20% K rate. I do expect him to take that giant leap. Um, like I said, Aaron Judge and Stanton will combine for, let's see, 39 plus 35, 70-something homers. I don't feel like doing math. <laughs> Miguel Andujar, DH, and like I said, bench, Higashioka hitting 223. Um, Mike Ford, 15 homers. Thyro Estrada, 261, 749. Brett Gardner, whatever, 720 OPS. And, you know, things like that, man. I think it's going to be a fun year. So that's that, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by. And if you want to read this article on your own, come check out my blog at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. 
It's My Opinion is the name of the blog. So come check this out right here. And that's that, guys. This has been Rob Carbone talking about the Yanks tonight. Yanks projections for 2020. Episode 66 of BD4 No Better Way. Rob Carbone signing out. Guys, thanks so much. I'll see you next time. Ciao.